yourself some children They all be running wild Driving you crazy They're keeping you up all night long You better turn on your radio Dial up the John Roman Show Because I said so Hello and welcome, or welcome back as the case may be, to Because I Said So. I'm your host, John Roseman, and this is the only, only, one and only podcast on the entire World Wide Web where you will hear the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth concerning America's mental health professions, psychology, psychiatry, etc., etc., from a person, a guy, me, yours truly, who happens to be licensed in the state of North Carolina by the North Carolina Psychology Board to practice psychology. So when it comes to America's mental health professions, I absolutely know what I'm talking about. I recently received a very interesting email from a member of a church in Texas whose pastor believes in psychological therapy. He believes that psychiatry is a valid medical specialty. And he believes that psychotropic drugs are a solution to emotional issues like depression and anxiety. Practicing psychiatrist is even on staff at this fellow's church. He calls himself a Christian psychiatrist. And get this, the pastor takes psychiatric drugs for depression and anxiety and recommends them from the pulpit. The fellow who wrote the email, member of the church in question, wants me to use this podcast to provide a counterbalance to what he correctly perceives as a danger to the spiritual health of the members of his church. Okay, so here's fact number one. There is no such thing as a Christian psychiatrist or a Christian psychologist. The fact that someone calls himself something does not necessarily make it true. For example, a man can claim to be a woman. He can change his name to Shirley. He can wear women's clothing and makeup. He can learn to walk in high heels. He can take hormones that eliminate his facial hair and raise his voice an octave. Guess what? He's still a man. Likewise, a psychiatrist can call himself a Christian psychiatrist. Simply not true. There is no such thing. A person who calls himself a Christian psychiatrist is either being will- willfully deceptive, or is himself deceived. Psychiatry and psychology, and let me make clear that the only difference between psychiatrists and psychologists is that psychiatrists are medical doctors and can prescribe drugs, and psychologists are not medical doctors, and for the most part, cannot prescribe drugs. In some states, psychologists can prescribe a very short list of drugs, but psychiatrists can provide any drug on the market. 
Anyway, psychiatry and psychology consist of a set of propositions concerning the nature of human beings that stand in complete opposition to a biblical Christian understanding of the nature of human beings. These two points of view, they are worldviews, or perhaps more specifically, they are human views. These two points of view can't be reconciled any more than Christianity and communism can be reconciled. There is no such thing as a Christian communist. And there's no such thing as a Christian psychiatrist or psychologist, period. Fact number two. When it comes to mental and emotional problems, problems like depression, anxiety, and so on, psychiatrists believe in a disease model. That's what the term mental illness means. It means you have an illness in your thinking or your brain. Psychiatrists, the following is also true of many psychologists, believe that all mental and emotional problems arise from neurological or brain-based dysfunctions of one sort or another. They will say, for example, that a person is frequently depressed because of a biochemical imbalance in his or her central nervous system. All right. Here's fact number three. No one has ever proven that these supposed neurological dysfunctions, biochemical imbalances, and the like actually exist. That's right. No one has ever proven that something called a biochemical imbalance actually exists. These are unicorns, folks. One psychiatrist, a prestigious fellow known by the entire psychiatric world, has admitted that the term biochemical imbalance is nothing, and I'm quoting him, quote, nothing but a useful metaphor. A biochemical imbalance is, quote, nothing but a useful metaphor, end quote. Well, that statement begs the question, how, pray tell, is the term biochemical imbalance? If it's not true, how is it useful? Well, it's useful to getting people to take drugs. That's how, if you believe that you have a biochemical imbalance, because that's what a psychiatrist or psychologist has told you. And by the way, they've told you this without doing any physical examination whatsoever. They've drawn no blood. They've done no biopsy, and yet they come up with this statement of supposed fact. You have a biochemical imbalance. How do they know that? What, can they see inside people's central nervous systems? No, they can't. They're not telling you the truth. So you believe you have a biochemical imbalance because that's what a guy in a white coat has told you, and then the same charlatan tells you that drug so-and-so will correct your imbalance and make you feel better. Then you will take said drug, drug so-and-so, and maybe you feel better. Now here's fact number four. 
No psychiatric drug has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in double-blind clinical trials. So, like I said, take a drug, a psychiatric drug, you may feel better. But the fact is that no psychiatric drug has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in double-blind clinical trials, which means psychiatric drugs are placebos with two very important differences. Number one, they're expensive. Placebos are not. And number two, psychiatric drugs have potentially dangerous side effects. Placebos do not. Let me repeat this. No psychiatric drug, none, zip, not a nil, has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in double-blind clinical trials. These drugs are no different than placebos. So, what that means is, psychiatry is a sham. It's farce. A deception. And if it's a deception, then it's the work of the great deceiver. And if it's the work of the deceiver, then it has no place in a truly Christian church. And if psychiatry has wormed its way into a supposedly Christian church, and the church's pastor is promoting it, then the church's pastor is in big-time need of correction. So I was speaking at a church somewhere in America. This was maybe 10 years ago. And after I spoke, a fellow who identified himself as a psychiatrist told me that everything I'd said about psychiatric drugs was true. And that psychiatrists knew it was true, but wouldn't admit it to the public because their livelihoods depended upon maintaining these lies. A psychiatrist told me that. Isn't that amazing? Psychiatrists know that the things I'm telling you in this podcast are true, but won't admit it because they don't want to give up their standards of living. Actually, it's not so amazing at all. Unfortunately, as any critically thinking person already knows, in the world of 2023, lies rule. Here's how it has worked. America's government schools stopped teaching children to think critically about 50 years ago. Why did they do that? They did that so they could persuade children that lies are the truth. These same children then grow up believing lies and being susceptible to professional liars, and on election day, they tend to vote for a certain political party. I'll let you guess which one that is. So at this point, when I say that psychiatric drugs are no different than placebos, someone in my audience is yelling at, you know, whatever device you're using to broadcast this podcast, yelling at the device they're using, saying, but John... I had depression and I saw a psychiatrist and he prescribed whatever drug. And when I began taking it, I began to feel a whole lot better. What do you have to say about that, John? I have no argument with that, but I'd like to correct some of your terminology. You, whoever you are, and you're out there somewhere, I know you are. You felt depressed. Felt. That is different from 
having a disease called depression. No one could dispute reasonably your claim to feeling depressed. Okay, fine, you feel depressed. But that is different from saying you have depression. If I am perpetually happy, let me give you this example. If I'm perpetually happy, upbeat, I do not have a neurological condition called happiness. If a person has something, a doctor can prove it with x-rays, an MRI, a blood test, whatever. The doctor says, for example, you have cancer. You ask him to show you, to prove it to you. Prove to me, doc. Prove it that I have cancer. Well, the doc can do that. He can produce the images taken during the MRI and show you the cancer. But if a doctor says you have depression and you say, show me, he can't. He can't show you anything. He can't show you pictures. He can't show you data. He can't show you images under a microscope. He can't show you anything. In the final analysis, the evidence that you are depressed is purely subjective. There is no objective, tangible evidence of any disease or physical disorder. So, you do not have depression. You do not have anxiety. You have nothing. People have cancer. You feel depressed. Those are two different things. One is objective. Answer. One is subjective. Depression. So. Whoever you are, you testify that you felt better when you took a certain drug. I've got no argument with that. If, I'd, if I was arguing with that, I'd be calling you a liar, and I'm not. But the question is, does the fact that you felt better after taking a certain drug verify that you have something called depression or anxiety or whatever? No, it doesn't. Because as I said earlier, the drugs in question don't reliably outperform placebos in clinical trials. That means, to be clear, that some people who feel or felt depressed and were given pills by doctors that were composed of nothing but bicarbonate of soda reported that they felt a whole lot better. Bicarbonate of soda won't shrink a tumor, but it will make many a depressed person feel a whole lot better if the bicarbonate of soda is given in a pill that looks legitimate by a guy in a white coat called Dr. So-and-so, who says, from his position of authority, this pill is going to make you feel better. That is incontrovertible, unassailable fact, folks. Another incontrovertible, unassailable fact is that depression is an emotional state. It's not a biological state. The drugs they use to treat depression and other psychiatric disorders, therefore, are part of the lie. 
those drugs affect your biology. They don't affect your emotions. The lie in question is manufactured and spread by psychiatrists, psychologists, and big pharma. All right, here's fact number five. Placebos only alleviate mental and emotional problems, which are the purview of psychiatry and psychology. Placebos don't work on cancer. A placebo will not cause a tumor to shrink and disappear, but a placebo might cause anxiety or depression to disappear. That's been proven time and time again. Here's fact number six. The Bible is clear that all psychiatric symptoms, anxiety, depression, and so on and so forth, are spiritual issues. They are not biological issues. The Bible was written between 3,500 and 2,000 years ago. It was the truth then, and it is still the only completely reliable of truth today. And if you don't believe that, well, I understand, because I didn't believe that either at one point in time in my life. In fact, it was a relatively recent point in time in my life, about uh, 26, 27 years ago. Up until then, I did not believe the Bible was a completely reliable source of truth. So if you don't, I understand. And I hope you become, as I was, persuaded otherwise. Fact 8. Jesus went to the cross because of our spiritual brokenness, otherwise known as sin. Jesus did not go to the cross because we have biological and neurological problems. Sin cannot be cured by taking a pill. Jesus is called a wonderful counselor. He is not called wonderful pharmacist. Folks, the Bible says scripture is sufficient for all of our needs. I have discovered that that's the truth. Again, I hope if you have not made that discovery that you someday will. The Apostle Paul declared that the Holy Scriptures, quote, are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture, Paul wrote, is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's from Paul's letter, second letter to Timothy, chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, for those of you who want to look that up, to Timothy 3, 15 through 17. If the scriptures will thoroughly equip us, then we do not need psychiatry, psychology, pharmaceuticals. We need the Bible. We need God. We need Lord Jesus Christ. So we have a church out there in Texas whose pastor is in dire need of correction. He's leading people astray because he's been led astray. Good men can be led astray. It happens all the time. Folks, thanks for listening to Because I Said So. 
The only podcast on the entire World Wide Web where you will hear the truth, as you have today, about psychology, psychiatry, America's mental health professions in general. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, John Roseman. For more information about me and my ministry, my mission, you can go to johnroseman.com or parentguru.com. I also have a Substack that's published every week. You can look that up at substack.com. On my website, you will find my upcoming speaking schedule. If I'm going to be close by, please come, introduce yourself, say hello. And please, if you enjoyed this podcast, tell your friend. The more the merrier. And by all means, folks, until next time, keep on rocking in the free world. If we don't rock it, we may lose it.